Maybe at work? In the car? Wherever you are. Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com and by AMS Travel Sales. AMS Travel Sales is proud to offer hosted geocaching tours and cruises. Join us as we hunt for geocaches on our travel adventures. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music. And our featured patrons, Zipper Tiff, TWH Rider, Toe-Headed Mule, Team Steiny. Uh, Our Not Family, Our Cap Brain, S. Siler, Terraviators, Coon and Bud, Motorima, and our new patrons, Team G. Winchester, Oil Bear 125, Boo Boo, underscore one, Kitty Catch, Finley and his Drudge, Seabeck Tribe, Shark C, Curious KDB, Gene Hunter, The Caching Jeeper, Fam Gustafson, BMARS7391, Speed City, and welcoming back Curiosity Girl. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get the new blackout coin. Oh, just, just, oh, oh, wait, yep, yep, yep. Oh, We're all so- trying to, Josh is looking for his. <laughs> they- there it is. Computer. Oh, he's got both. He's got the, gr- see the green. You know it. Ooh. Check it out. There we go. Solo. I get you solo on that one. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> that is awesome. That was um, a very advanced Zoom feature you had there. Today. Right. Turn the laptop around. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> very advanced. Yes. Um, other geocaching items during the year, bonus content, uh, invites to special events. Obviously, we're doing our leadership bo- leaderboard, uh, geocache talk leaderboard still going. It'll go until mm-hmm. the end of October. And uh, a lot of fun. It's fun hearing people talk about it. And uh, I just want to stay in the top 100, <laughs> barely. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, making me, it's making me feel infer- like an inferior cacher. Yes. It shouldn't. I went, all the way, I went all the way to Brazil, got found all these amazing caches, and I'm I'm at 23. Uh, that's you, okay. You that's, pretty good. So. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, Let's see. What, oh, yeah. I'm wrong since we started the show. I'm in 56th place now. Wow. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Uh, support level start. At as little as bison tube level, which is three dollars a month, 
Well, let me first. Good evening. And, you know, I almost missed the beginning of the show because I was kind of just getting ready and we have the music going and I've gotten used to the music now. And it's <laughs> I right. kind of start to like it. And I was totally drifting off on what we were doing. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. great. 10 seconds left. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So, uh, well, 64 for September 1st. Can you believe it? It's September now. Oh my gosh. September 1st, as we welcome back to the show, our good old friend, Joshua, the geocaching vlogger. Welcome back. Hello. Thanks for having me back. I'm not wearing my Geocache Talk green jacket. Is it, I, You haven't sent it to me yet for being I on, know, the, I show. Need to. on oh, the show the most yeah. times. I don't know what number. It I think it's like eight or nine. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. proud of that. Yeah, you you're, you keep out you keep out distancing everybody because we kept we'll have you on. And it's like there's another another you know another. It's like um, you know you're like the. Um, Oh gosh, who was the guy who was you know, who was on uh, Johnny Carson like all the time? I have to go back and look. I mean, you know, there was some. I'm trying to think who was on there. He he would have Don Rickles on. I know a lot. Yeah, I think Don Rickles is the first person I thought of. Yeah, but they they'd have like massive amounts. So anyway, um, you didn't think you were going to come on and get compared to Don Rickles, did you? No, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. But hey. <laughs> Don Rickles, that's good company right there. There you that go. Is. That guy was funny, and <laughs> Josh was funny too. Sometimes, no, I'm sometimes. Uh, so, real quick, um, I'm in a hotel uh, in the middle of nowhere. No, I'm in actually uh, north of uh, northwest of San Antonio. Actually, my uh, hometown, uh, and we're we've we found 16 counties this time around so we couldn't make it all the way home we've got one, one more day of geocaching uh in america we have labor day and uh so we get monday off as a holiday and uh so what better way to do that than to Go spend time geocaching so yeah and you uh, are burning so all that so you. you're yeah. destroying it husker medic yeah bob, bob hope. hope i think bob hope was on there a lot um. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for the memories. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's do a little bit of news because we got mm-hmm. so much to talk about. Um. Tonight we've got a lot to cover. Uh. News wise, uh, I want to mention that the geocache talk video that we did, the summertime video, um, uh, is up still. The contest is open. We're going to give away a really cool GeoCoin to uh, the winner. <laughs> We're going to do a drawing. Mm-hmm. So put in your guess as to how many, not how many times we said summer, how many summertime references. So uh, if there's baseballs mentioned, that's sort of a summer reference. Uh, fruit tends to be a summertime reference, you know, those kind of things. So send in your guests and we're going to cut off the contest this Friday at midnight and then we'll pick a winner. Maybe we'll pick a couple winners possibly and send out a couple geo coins to the winners. So and go watch the video. I think it's a lot of fun. We had a lot of, I think we had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun making it. I don't know about 
<laughs> yeah, I, may, I may have had some bloopers that video that could not make the reel. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, all right. Um, so, uh, what else do we want to talk about? Leadership board update. We've got. Yeah, you want to show the board, and I know we'll have to kind yeah, of grab sure. it, but. Yeah, we'll show the board uh, because Wonky yeah, is still way up in the lead with his crazy trips that he's doing. But there's been some change in the top too. There's been a little bit of change. Uh, let me share that screen out. Yeah. Hulu UC couldn't uh, couldn't couldn't stand slipping behind, so he started grabbing some more too. Yep, I'm I'm way behind five sixty five. Uh, I'm at uh, I think fifteen hundred now. Behind. Fifteen hundred, that's good. Uh, EJK really PBR was way up there. Yeah, that. I mean, we've got that is some, a lot of cash. It is mm. fifty-eight thousand points. He's he has in spare change is what we've got. Five seventy-five. Oh, we got five sixty-five. Right. Uh, yeah, Holo, you see, he's got eighteen thousand. That's a lot. Anspire crew uh, over in Belgium. Uh, right up there, Eric is it was way up there. EGK PBR, ONKC, Peachy, and Oil Bear Team D&D, too. They're after it, yeah. They might be old, they might be old and decrepit, but they're still going. Oh. No, I'm kidding, they're not that old. even to I'm kidding, even to break the top 10, you got to have over 8,000 points at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, top that's 10. That's a ton. Like I said, I'm in the top 100. I like that. But there's a whole grouping uh, down there. Uh, so, well, it's fun. It's been fun. It's kind of neat. Uh, it's sort of a surreal experience. I know Jesse and I have talked about mm-hmm. uh, going to the geocaching website and seeing geocache talk on the geocaching website. I mean, it's just one of those kind of crazy things. But anyway, it's been fun. All right. Uh, store obviously. If you want to go to uh, check out what we have, we've got a few items for sale. Um, you know, always uh, out there. Um, there we go. The geocachetalk.com forward slash store. Um, we're still selling some shirts, the game, um, mm-hmm. the card game, uh, the glass. We still got a few of those, just a few but, though. And, yeah, and uh, right here? Oh, that one right there is for oh, sale. Yeah. That glass right that. there, yeah. And the thing I think we need to kind of point out is that we bought a few items, and we're not, we're not really. This isn't really what we're we're mostly podcast with network you know, with the network, and uh, so we don't plan to like replenish all these different items with. We're not we're not gonna you know. So once they're gone, they're kind of gone. Uh, those glasses were gifted to us. And so once we sell them, they're gone. So just not trying to pressure anybody to buying them, but I just want people to know up front that down the road, if you go, Hey, we'd like to buy one of those. It's like, they're gone. We only had 30 or whatever. And they're all gone. Yeah. So. <laughs> those are, yeah, those are limited. Those are limited. Pretty much all the items of the store are limited because we're not, probably won't replace any of them. So, all right, let's, let's get into, Oh, and then almost time for going caching. Yeah. We need uh, to take talking, a quick poll. Who on the show is going to go on caching? 
Oh, look at that. Wow, really? That's pretty good. Woo! 100%. 100%. So, uh, Joshua, do you have oh. the shirt? Do I have a going cashing shirt? Yeah, the puzzle shirt. No. I didn't, didn't get the shirt. I know. Oh, my God. It's got a puzzle in the back up that I have not even come close to cracking any of. <laughs> Can you solve? I've been working hard on that. Can you solve my shirt? No, oh, cash tour. So there's a puzzle. Now, um, there's a puzzle in there somewhere. There's a puzzle in there somewhere. Bounce, bounce is going. Nice. Oh, people. Peachy's going. Lots of people. People are going. Um, but who's but now of the three of us, one of us has to lead a lead the actual parade. That is you know, right. Right. Raise so, your hand if, it's, if you're going to lead the parade. Ready? One, two, three. That's oh, me. That's that's leading nice. the parade. That's I'm awesome. I'm going to show you. I'll show you just a a portion of the costume. Ready? Ready? I'm just going to show you a portion of the costume. Uh -oh. All right. That's it. That's all you're going to get. Oh, man. You barely saw it. That's not I know. fair. I'm such, a tease. I'm such a tease. You have to go to Going Cashing to to see what I'll be wearing. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> no, uh, looking forward to it. I know this for me, it'll be just a pop in and pop out, but. You guys will be there pretty early, and yeah. uh, few days, well, yeah. cool. few days. So that's good. I, I'm hoping maybe uh, next year, Susan and I can go for the whole thing. Maybe get spend a little more time. But timing is you know tough for some of those things. I mean, next year is going to be rough. And it is really you know, Mingo Madness and you know all the different things that are going on. 20th anniversary, all that. You know, it's it's next year is going to be a, a real juggle. Oh, it's going to be more than, more than this year. Um, I don't know. Other than going cashing. Now, Joshua, are you doing any uh, – are you going to go to the – you probably go to local stuff, right? Halloween hoopla or – Yeah, it's possible. That's always my birth, birthday weekend, so sometimes I'm, I'm sometimes traveling somewhere. But, uh, yeah, it's likely that I might be at Halloween hoopla in, uh, in St. Paul this year. Yeah, not too far. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're asking about Josh being at Bingo Madness. We hope he'll be there. Brian I hope so. I hope so. Again, 2020 is going to be crazy. That's why I decided to go to Going Cashing this year, just because of how crazy 2020 will be. Right. That's so smart. We already know so many things happening next year, and you know there's things we don't know about yet. You know that there's right. events and stuff like that they haven't even announced yet. There's going to be tons of promotions, and I can imagine they're going to pull out all the stops next year, I suspect. So it's yeah. gonna be a huge year. I need to take like a sabbatical for a year just to to get in <laughs> some cashing, but I don't, I don't yeah. think I can. No. All right, let's get into this. Well, I, I did want to mention we're mostly going to talk about Brazil and mostly Brazil and beyond because you did a whole a whole thing. We're going to talk about all the different places you, you you're going you went, <laughs> but um, you came up with a video recently and it really. Really, uh, I, I was I, I had a really fun time watching it and thinking about <laughs> what it was like to and what other people are doing. It's like, how is that possible to get permission, even over there, to put a? It's a geo tour, right, Josh? It's a full geo tour. Uh, Thirty letter boxes wow. on the off right off the railroad tracks using uh, these rail bike devices which is basically a bicycle that's designed to ride on the rails that four people can ride on uh, i posted the video last sunday 
of myself and Daniel Flieger on this incredible rail bike. Daniel and his company, Geheimpuck, put put the tour together. So they they built the tour, um, mm-hmm. and it was with some other folks from Berlin. It's south of Berlin, and it was just one of uh, one of those just um, unique experiences. Like like I I didn't even know these bikes existed, <laughs> let alone being able to get <laughs> thirty geocaches along along a, a railroad path. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it was just it was it was fun. The, the and like I said, it was fun seeing the bike and how you you just sort of pedal the bike and it's yeah, just insane. You don't even Other have people to, are on right. You don't have to steer at all. The only the only <laughs> thing that's tough and everybody asks me this and it, you see it in the video. What happens when there's another rail bike coming towards yeah. you? Mm. And you have to literally lift these things off the tracks, let the people pass, and put it back on. And right. let me tell you, these bikes were not light. It was pretty heavy. So that was, that was the one thing that was a little bit uh, tricky, but we went during a weekday. So there weren't a lot of people on the, on the tracks. Wow. That's, that's that's cool. where, now where exactly was that? Um, in a little town South of Berlin. I, th- I think it was uh, about 30 miles South of Berlin. I think it's called flaming, flaming uh, Germany. So, and somebody asked, Bounce Mouse asked, did they make the bikes for the tour or did it already exist? I believe the bike rail thing already existed. Um, and it's really cool, guys. There's there's restaurants along along the rail thing. There's a, a place where you can actually rent out an old railroad car and you can like sleep inside the railroad car like halfway. So if you want to not do it in one day, you can make it a whole like overnight thing. It was really cool. Wow. That's incredible. That's a very good use of repurposing an old railroad system. Yeah, totally. You know, in the in US so many so many people are taking out the railroad mm-hmm. and putting bike paths, which is that's great. It's a great idea. But this is just a whole different type of thinking where like we don't we're not gonna take the railroad out. We're gonna use the railroad and use these amazing bikes. It it was really yeah, a really unique experience. My wife, who is a muggle, just watched the video, and she was, you know, she's very rarely jealous of me geocaching. And <laughs> seeing me on this really cool rail bike, she was yeah. like, oh, that's something I really would want to do. So, Very cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about what all occurred even before the Brazil trip. That, because you – you had a plan in place yes. to go do the Ape Cash in Brazil and beyond and tell folks kind of, because I remember you, you you texted me one day and you go, I can't go. I'm like, what? What, what do you mean you can't oh. go? So this is one of the most heartbreaking moments of my life. Uh, so let's go rewind back to last October. I went with Daniel Flieger's company, Cash Horizon, which is his geocaching tourism company, and we did the Pacific Northwest uh, bus tour hitting all the jasmers up in the Pacific Northwest. It was myself and 37 Germans, and it, be, it was cash tour season one. I decided sure. Season yeah. one. Yeah, season yes. one. I was like, oh, my gosh. I want to do a series of videos where, like, you know, they sequentially mm-hmm. uh, happen. So I was like, oh, we're going to do this series. It's going to be called Cash Tour. It was great. So that finished up. Really successful. A um, lot of fun. And I began to ask Daniel. And Daniel began to ask me, like, Josh, where do you want to go? You know, anywhere. Where do you want to go? And and I would say very early on when I started geocaching, 
you know, you find out about this, these special geocaches. And I, I heard about the, these eight geocaches and I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's one in Washington. Oh, and there's one in, in Brazil. And I, and just this idea and this feeling of like this, this Holy grail of geocaching, it feels very like Indiana Jones ish. And so everybody always asked me, what is your number one? What's number one on your geocaching bucket list? And, and for years and years, it's always been Brazil. So I was like, why not? You know, what's the worst thing that Daniel could do? Say no. <laughs> right. So I was like, Daniel, it would be really amazing for Cash Tour Season 2 to do Brazil. And, he, and of course, Daniel, he's a mover and a shaker. He's like, let's do it. We're going to figure it <laughs> out. <laughs> and I and I had already I already already had a trip to Germany without my wife, and I've already had a uh, you know a trip to Pacific Northwest without my yeah. wife. Like Daniel, I think this time if I say I'm going to Brazil and Tammy can't come, that's my wife, uh, it's not going to go well at home. Uh, that's not <laughs> going to be a good thing. So he made it possible to have have her come along. So it was all booked for April of 2019 it was booked months in advance i got my got my plane tickets everything was all ready they sent me all the information i needed to know what to pack and on the information it said good news you don't we don't need any visas so i was good right <laughs> i so we, got, we got to the day before i was going to leave the trip my wife and i went to the doctor we got our yellow fever shots by the way that right. shot that shot isn't cheap uh <laughs> uh completely covered by insurance that was cool side note but got yeah. our shots we were all immune ready to go we were packed ready to go to brazil the day before uh -huh. i decided i'm going to start checking into my flights and all of a sudden my the airline started asking for visa information i'm like wait a minute visa information yeah. daniel, daniel said i didn't need visa yeah. information if you're a german you don't uh, know no United States at that time required required a visa, and so I'm scrambling. I'm talking to the U.S. government. I'm like, how can I get a visa really quick? How can I expedite it? How can I make it happen? Right. And he was like, well, you could go. Are you anywhere near Chicago? I'm like, uh, Chicago's like six hours away. And she yeah. goes, well, it, the office closes in an hour. So there was no way I could get to oh, no. Chicago and get a visa on you know in such short notice. So it, it was I was panicking conversations with Daniel trying to figure it out and the trip for Joshua was canceled. Oh. It was so heartbreaking. Dang it. Oh, and, so, I know. and so I and then I I couldn't even uh couldn't even get back the I couldn't even get back the airline money either, which was Oh you know, no. They said no. I could they said I could but, but in the end it didn't happen. So oh, man. months passed by and I'm like Daniel by the way they still have the trip. You know, thirty some Germans still went without yeah, without they went. So they still had the trip. But Daniel, he's a mover and a shaker. He said, Josh, we're just we're still gonna make this happen. Wow. So, sure enough, he said, We're gonna do it. We're gonna have it be a smaller and shorter trip. So usually their trip to Brazil is about ten days. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so we're gonna right. we're gonna take the Buenos Aires part of the trip out and it's gonna be a, just a week trip. We're, get, we're gonna open up to people on short notice if they wanna join us. They had a special contest where people could oh, submit, submit cool. videos if they want, wanted to be a part of it. And a, a, a man named Patrick from Switzerland won that contest. Oh, so he was on the trip. Cool. And so awesome. it ended up being um, six Germans, myself and one, one man from Switzerland. And, wow. and sure enough, 
everything worked out and I was on a plane the first week of August last month. Wow. Very, very cool. So now you, you fly to Sao, Sao Paulo, Brazil. If, if, if I'm correct on the, that is correct. Fly to Sao Paulo. Somehow. And then it's interesting that uh, if you, um, I think this is something too tonight that we'll be able to talk about is I think a lot of people, when they initially look at it, they're like, uh, it's too much planning and I don't know where to stay. And there's a, I've, I've heard a lot of different, you know, I don't, I won't know what to do. I don't speak the language. I mean, I don't know, you know, it, it, this is, it's probably this huge hike and I'm not really in shape to do this enormous hike and, so I think tonight we'll be able to dispel, I think, some of those falsities, rumors uh, of of things that are not just aren't true, you know. Right. So that's, that's totally true, Gary. Um, now that I've done it, um, even even with me knowing that that Daniel and his company has done this very many times, there, there's a certain amount of security in that. So that is wonderful. Sure. But after doing it. You know, a lot of a lot of the fears you would have about it are just are only fears because once you're right. there, once you start doing it, it really isn't as complicated and as scary as as somebody might think. So right. totally right. true. So uh, yeah, so uh, flying you flew to Sao Paulo. Yes, and then now you, you guys decided to do you did some other things prior to doing. The Ape Cash, right? You did you did the Geo Tour, or did you do them? Do it different. What kind of order did y'all take for this? You kind of do it all at the same time because the Ape Cash is a part of the Geo Tour. So for those oh. of you, for those of you that no, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's don't cool. know that, um, It used to be the Ape Cash with a lot of caches in Intervallis Park, but now very recently they just had the launch event last weekend so we got to do oh, geo tour before the launch event oh, uh, wow so the actual geo tour down there is is brand new so they've added caches they've added some higher quality caches around the park so the eight oh, cache, wow. the eight cache is a part of the tour so as you're walking to the eight cache we, of course we did some of the geo tour geo oh. caches there is um, oh, wow. 19 19 uh, caches that are part of the geo tour and then i would say in the park there's probably another i'd say maybe 20 other caches that you you are finding just wow. along the trail as you're wa- as you're making your goal to complete the geo tour you're passing other caches so full day oh, wow. let me tell you full we did two full days of caching in the park and uh, i'd say each day i did about about oh, nine miles of hiking each day. Right. No, but the terrain is pretty level, though, right? Yeah, pretty level. There's one section where uh, there's sort of a lookout where you ha- it's almost straight up. Obviously, and it is a part of the Geo Tour. And it, it's not. I give it a, a terrain three and a half. It's not. It's not anything crazy. You don't need special equipment, but it is a, a pretty steep incline. But it, it's a switchback sort of thing, so it's it's doable. It might get you okay. might get your heart going a little bit, but it is doable for um, your average uh, average cashier. But if somebody's not in the right. best health, they could skip that one probably and do a lot of the rest, right? They sure could. They sure could. The only thing is that that one cache up there on the lookout. And Gary, you might have a picture of that lookout. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you're able to load them in, um, but that yeah, one. I did. That, that one cache is a part of the geo tour. So okay. if you wanted to officially complete the geo tour and get that, get that souvenir, uh, you would have to log that cache. But again, it's nothing crazy. It's just, uh, I'd say a three and a half terrain. Okay. Uh, 
you know, switchbacks up a up a hill. Uh, it would be the one uh, to your right a little bit, Gary. Up, up, to your right, other way, other way. Other right. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, other one. Yep, there it is, right there. Yep. So that that's, And that's the lookout. That's the highest point, and you can get a good view of Intervallis Park from that picture right there. Wow. I don't know if you can make, cool. I don't know if you can make it bigger, Gary. I'm just seeing it really. Yeah, we just have the whole screen right now, Gary. Oh, okay. Hang on. Let me see. Let me do yeah, let me do uh Gary's not sharing with the rest of us. Hang on. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to make it work this way. Hang that's on. that's okay. It doesn't work. No, I could get it. Uh oh you know what? It it switched the screen. Let me Hang on, I can get. Let me. Uh, so was that? So that one was probably the the hardest one then on the whole tour. Probably the yeah. hardest. Yeah, probably the hardest one to get to. I would okay. say. Yeah, but all of them they were they were a ton of fun, and I and I don't want to I don't want to reveal too much because uh, right. when, when the videos when the videos come out you're, you're going to get a taste of some of the creativity. There's there's just a lot of really great fresh caches in there. Some creative ones. Uh, some gadget gadget type caches. Um, they've really they've really done a, a really good job of making it uh, enjoyable experience beyond just the ape cache. And let me just say, if if just the ape cache was in that park, mm -hmm. it, to me, it would have been it, it would have been worth the trip. Just the ape cache in itself. What was the uh, the weather like while you were down there? So it's their winter right now. Mm -hmm. So I, I was there in August. So it but it was really really lovely it probably in the evening it got down to uh low 60s fahrenheit and during the day it was at low 80s so it was it was a really beautiful time of year to be down there and I, I, one of the fears i had was just bugs you know, i was like oh my gosh i have to get yellow fever shots if i have a you know a mosquito bite me that has yellow fever i'm, I'm you know that's a horrible thing but mm -hmm. in the park there were hardly any bugs it was just delightful. And for those of you also that don't know about Intervallis Park, it's it's a very um, world-renowned birding location. So uh, the people that were in the park were basically uh, us as geocacher and birders from all over the world because there's so many different exotic birds in there. I mean, you're talking about, like, birds that you see in cartoons that look like candy, toucans. And, yeah. and, and it's just birds everywhere. It was so beautiful. Uh, everything you would imagine – sort of geocaching in the jungle would be all the good parts of it were were there it was it was a great time of year to be there and oddly enough birding and geocachers are probably dressed alike so you probably couldn't tell much difference exactly the only difference is the is the binoculars basically <laughs> and it, it's so funny because birders and geocachers are very similar mindset because it, it's all mm -hmm. about you know how many different t breeds of birds can i find they're mm -hmm. they're searching for things just like we are so so as you know you're having your dinner in the little restaurant in the park and there's just a lovely little restaurant in the park there's you're, you're having dinner with with uh, geocachers and birders and and i think those two types of hobbies really get along pretty well so that is funny um anything that surprised you about that part like you have a lot of things in your mind like when i think of it i'm thinking jungle yeah. i think it's dripping water off of every tree and it's just 120 degrees and Bugs are everywhere, and it sounds like none of that's true. So, no, I mean, it, again, it was at least the time I was there, it was all the good things I could imagine the jungle would be here. I mean, the fears I have were, were snakes, I didn't see one snake, 
Um, mm. There were hardly any bugs. And, and the park is, it's a well-maintained park. So I was imagining some really like treacherous trails. I was nervous. Like if I was there, not with Daniel's group, I'd be like, would I get lost out there? The, the trails are very established. They're signs, they're, they're marked. It is not as, it is certainly remote, mm-hmm. but it is, it is an established park. It is, mm-hmm. it is, a, is it a, essentially what would be equivalent to a state park mm-hmm. in, in the United States. So, again, and th- there's amenities as far as, like, a restaurant and there's cabins. It, the whole place felt like – there it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up in a second. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. The whole park uh, felt like, yeah, a state park or, or like, a, like a, a, a camp park where there's, there's sort of cabins and mm-hmm. you know, a dining hall. So that would be – that would be the best thing to compare it to only and only in the jungle. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm trying to think of anything else surprised me. Yeah. I thought it would be a lot more treacherous. So yeah, this is the highest point of the park. You can see Intervalis park there. Um, you can see it's a, a little bit hilly, but we were not going up those Hills. It was, you know, it, it was, it was pretty flat. Most of the hiking was pretty flat. Right. Another Very thing. Cool. So, yeah. Another right. thing that's cool in the park, there are some really cool caves. So there was actually a guide, took us uh, an hour and a half through a cave with headlamps and everything. Uh, That was really awesome. It was a earth caches. I mean, all every, every different icon was there. You could get every icon, which was nice, which is pretty cool. We had an event there each uh, one evening as well. Um, Yeah. So incredible. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty special intervalis park. And I, and as I was there, I was like, if I just got the eight cache, and I was done with the trip. Uh, that I would be satisfied. That would be that would be enough. Well, I don't think uh, there there there's before the like you said before the geo tour, there wasn't a whole lot of caches in that park, was there? There wasn't. I mean, the- there were a lot of I think vacation caches. So okay. here's one thing that surprised me. A lot of people, you know, they would come over the years to visit the Ape Cache, and they sort of wanted would want to leave their mark, right? Oh, okay. So I was surprised with the – these were the ones that were not a part of the GeoTour. I was surprised of, with the amount of micros in the jungle. <laughs> so, you know, wow. and, I, and I was honestly just a little frustrated. I was like, are you kidding me? Another micro in the jungle? <laughs> um and those, but again, those were not a part of the geo tour. But you know, a group would visit from the Netherlands, and of course, the cache would be hello, ape cache to the Netherlands. So, so there were several caches in there that um, that were put out by people from all over the world. So that was a little bit surprising. Hmm. That is kind that of is surprising that they would kind of allow that, but eh. maybe they're not allowing anymore because now there's a lot established there yeah. i think because the area was so remote in the past and they could ensure because there's there's a man there that is very familiar with geocaching he's essentially one of the oh, ranger, yeah. rangers i think they go out there and they're like well hide it and and he he would quote unquote maintain the cache oh okay but now that there's a geo tour and some really high quality caches in the park i don't think i doubt that's going to be it's not even needed the park is now filled with caches so wow. One other question I think people would be be on the top of their list, I guess, if they were going to, if somebody just listening would plan in a trip like this, mm-hmm. and I know it doesn't affect you because you had an extra four months, so you probably picked up Portuguese and German while you were waiting. have that extra four months and they only spoke English, mm-hmm. could they still navigate a trip like this, you think? Yes, they could. 
Now, Brazil, I've you know compared to traveling most places in Europe, mm -hmm. I think Brazil was probably the location most that I ran into the most people that could not speak English. Mm. However, it was shocking how well we could communicate with people through Google Translate. We would literally type it in and show it on our phones and people knew exactly exactly what we needed at that moment. Um, so, and there were also some people, some got some birding, birding guides in Intervallis Park that um, bring people from all over the world and could speak as many languages. So there were a couple times where he was translating for, for us. Um, so uh, yes, the, the, the barrier is there, um, but nothing that technology cannot get you through. So I actually have a, an Apple, Apple watch now that, supposed to speak and translate for you. I can't wait to use that. Somewhere. So like they can speak in it and you can speak in it. And it'll translate back and forth. So yeah, it would come I can't in. Imagine that's be very accurate, but I'm going to try it anyway. So. Yeah, it would come in. Uh, it would come in very handy. The cabins. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about the park. Yeah. Before yeah, I, yeah, in, I had a lot of these questions like, where do yeah. you sleep? Where do you, where do you stay? Yeah. yeah. So on the park grounds, there's these cabins. And they're really, it's essentially kind of like you go into it, there's a, a common area. Sometimes there's a kitchenette and then around the area, there are rooms with like double beds in each room. Right. And uh, full, full working bathrooms. Uh, really? I mean, it's not, it's not the Ritz. It's a cabin, right? But it's yeah. a pretty nice cabin and, you know, splitting it amongst a group. It's like 20 real a night per person. Okay. 20 real a night is like six bucks, six dollars, right. six dollars a night. You know, a lot of people, right. I'm sure they think of this and they're like, oh, I could never go because I could never afford it. And I, I would, I would hesitate that talk and I would just put it out in the universe. If this is a goal of yours to do something like this, it's, it's more possible than you think. The yes. biggest, the biggest barrier is the flight. The, the flight that's the biggest expense yeah and and that's a that's about a thousand dollars a thousand dollars um which isn't horrible like your europe europe is much more you know depending where you go yeah. so a thousand dollars round trip that isn't that isn't you know again it's all relative right right it's, it's, it's a lot of money right. but it's brazil it's, it's not brazil. Like going down the street that's a huge like once in a lifetime trip so. right it's pretty, that's a pretty exotic location. So um, what it, like a lot of places in the world, once you get there, um, it can be pretty, it's pretty darn affordable. The American dollar or the European dollar, especially it goes pretty far. Yeah. So what about food? I have to ask, since you mentioned it, yeah. food to eat there. Cause uh, some people like to eat a lot, you know? I, right. I so get this, you're going to love this. So there's a cute little dining area. They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's it's only designated times you can go. All right, so we uh, we only used it. We used it for breakfast and for dinner. And let me just tell you, I'm going to tell you again. I told you this last time I was on when I talked about the cash tour season one. The Germans yes. don't the Germans don't eat during the day at all. <laughs> they, like cashing is the priority. That's We're not it. eating lunch. So literally, I'd be eating breakfast at eight, hiking all day and cashing, and finally get to eat about eight o'clock at night. So oh, wow. um, I, oh I just, my, my metabolism was not used to that. <laughs> but anyway, no. but, but Germans, they, sort of like, 
It's awesome. It's kind of like it's kind of like church camp. Got to be got to be there. You got to be at a certain time. Get the get your get your food. If you don't get the food, you don't eat. That's ex- so that's exactly what it feels like. Um, and and for one 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 price, it's it's. Uh, I think breakfast comes with staying there, but during dinner, um, it's a buffet style. So you go there, oh, everybody, okay. all the birders, all the geocachers, they meet at this place, uh, having drinks, yep. and there's there's sort of like what would be like a kind of a place where you could get snacks and like soda and beer and then they they bring out the spread and whatever they're having that night that's what you're having and you know rice and chicken and and pork and just yeah and it's all you can eat it's all you can eat so i like that yep it's not that bad buddy so where did you have enough time to convert any birders into geocachers (laughs) no i did not (laughs) I did not have enough time for that. They were pretty focused on, you know, you saw all the birders in the restaurant, all on their computers, like talking, talking about just like geocache, talking about what they saw. And did, did we see that one? And so, no, they were very focused. We were very focused on geocaching and they were very focused on birding. So no, both group thought the other group was nerdy and they're both right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, the funny thing is, so, so you're going to start to make your hike, out to the 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 project ape oh the holy grail Mm -hmm. the holy grail man it's just incredible and um now you know and we did a a show way back we there's a geocache talk show number six way back where i talked with rock chalk about it and the funny thing he tells he tells the funny story about how he gets out. He starts to go out there. He's like, "Why won't this thing show up on my GPSR?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's a whole different icon." So <laughs> you you're, it with, out. you're with a group, so you don't have to worry about that. But oh, as I approach, so the the trail gets a little bit thinner as you get closer to the ape cache, which is really cool because it feels it feels a little bit more Indiana Jones-ish, Jones-ish. right? And, Love it. It feels a little bit more remote, and I really, I was a little bit selfish in that moment. I was just kind of like, up to that point, other people were kind of leading the way, and I, I was just like, guys, talking to my German and my Swiss friends, right? Are you okay with me for just for this one, just taking the lead? And they were, they were, they were great with it. So <laughs> I was, I got to be the first one. I got to be the first one to to have my eyes look upon the glory of that gigantic ammo can. And where you, is it? I can't seem to find it. Where's the where? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah obvious. If people don't realize, one one thing also people may not realize. Yes, ammo can, but we're talking like yeah, large, yeah. beyond what people think about an ammo can being. I mean, it stands up like a what three feet in the three feet off the ground. I mean, it's that's how yeah. large it is. So, yeah, it's 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 one of the really big ammo cans, and it's sitting behind a tree. And yeah, I, I grabbed that thing. And as you can see in the pictures, I'm, I'm hugging it and giving it a kiss. And like, and you realize like, I, and I thought, you know, when I thought that this would be on my bucket list, I thought, you know what, I might get to this when I'm an old man, right? I might get to this in retirement. So the fact that I had the opportunity, it was very surreal feeling as a geocacher to actually be there because I got there way sooner than I ever thought I <laughs> I would. So I was so happy. My heart was beating. And I, I began 
almost contemplating. I'm like, where do I go from here? Like, what what can I do from here that is in geocaching that is that is gives me this sort of high? Yeah. So I was just reveling in the in the glory the moment. Of, in the well, moment. Yeah. There. And the, what's interesting too, and you sent some photos. We're we're gonna. I'm gonna show a couple photos here in a second, but um, that's the other thing is. A couple of things that everybody everybody talks about, and you, you get to experience it, which was the logbook. People write, you know, short stories right in their in the logbook. I mean, they, they which is nice, um, you know. But how much time did you spend? Like, did you read through a few pages and go, "Oh my gosh, I could be I could spend like several hours reading all these." I was really nervous the whole time I was there because I was very aware of like, I had to capture it for the YouTube channel. Right. So right. I kept on, I, I should have had a checklist. I'm like, what do I need to film here? Like I'm not going to get this chance to come here again. So what do I need to capture here? So I don't miss anything because <laughs> there was so much to do. So like, I was I was taking pictures with trackables, and I have a picture of the geocache talk coin that I the yes. picture with because um, I thought oh you'll really enjoy that that the picture right here that there actually is a movie prop from Planet of the Apes inside of it. This was a surprise That's still to me. Wow, it's still in there. Yeah, I, this is a surprise to me. I don't know if it was added later because I know the cache is called Southern Bowl. So the original yeah. the original movie prop that was in there was a bowl. And the first to find person got to keep that. So I don't know if later on somebody brought in this patch from the Planet Apes, but there's the patch and there's a certificate of authenticity. So that was cool that that was in there. There was a very special stamp, uh, Ape Cash stamp in there that yeah. uh, that I stamped. Um, yeah, and then just reading through and there, yeah, there I am. If you're watching the video, there I am with the cash. That's crazy. Oh, it's. Uh, it's that is incredible, and yeah, it's a big, I was yeah. making sure. How long did you spend there then doing all that? I was. We were probably there. I'd say I was there for forty-five minutes. Mm. I, I was there a good a good chunk of time. I was really grateful, as much as I would have loved to go on that first trip. There were thirty, you know, thirty some people on that right. trip. So I was really fortunate that this time there were only eight of us, and I could take a little bit more time with the cash. <laughs> <laughs> and just reveling in the in the glory of of finding that cash. Uh yeah, took pictures, video. Incredible. And as I'm sta standing there, I looked at the group and I said, "Isn't it amazing that this just giant piece of metal brought me to Germany?" Like mm -hmm. th thinking or bought, brought me to Brazil. Like I was Brazil. like, "Guys, think about this. None of us would be standing here in this country if it wasn't for this silly box." <laughs> I mean, I know. crazy. This is crazy to think about. And, uh, well, it, it, just a trip there. You're a trip there meeting people from the other side of the world, and you're all there for the same reason. I know. It's very, it's very is, special. Is the ape um, – I've seen people with the with pictures of – and you could go on the website and look or the, the cash page. Is that the ape? Uh, mask is it still in there. Yep. Okay. Yep. And of course, I had to. Put it you put it on anyway. Everybody is like, "Don't put that on. It's so nasty." I'm like, I, "I'm putting it on. This is my only <laughs> time I'm ever going to get to." So I, for sure, held my breath and I put that mask on for sure. <laughs> well, you can't, there, you can't what else? Your opportunity up. Yeah. No. What What else is there? What else was in there that? 
I guess we don't spoil it for everybody, but for, for some people who may never get there, yeah. what um, obviously do they are they leaving every logbook in it? Yeah, you think I mean, the original okay. logbook was in there. That was really cool. Wow, the original logbook. Yeah, because again, while it's it's one of the most famous caches in the world. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, compared to the other ape cache, a fraction, right? A fraction yeah. of people visited, and it's well protected. It's well maintained, and anybody. Anybody that, that will take the time and spend the money to go there, they're going to they, – they are the type of geocacher that will honor that cache and yeah. honor every single thing in it and honor what it means. That's why that – that's why nobody has even thought of stealing or taking that, that patch movie prop and the certificate of authenticity because it's just like you know this is like – this is geocaching holy ground. And nobody <laughs> nobody is that going to ruin that amazing experience for anybody else. So original logbooks, the movie prop, the mask, um, so many lot, ridiculous – trackables. Yeah, right. ridiculous amount of many, probably. I, I dropped them and I didn't, I didn't take any out of there. Um, so – yeah. Wow. Again, it's, again, that, you can just log that TFTC, right? Yeah. You're not, don't, <laughs> you're not don't you dare. No, so, what was going? What's going on in this picture? Oh, that's that's just another one of the fun new caches in the park. It's that's one of those oh, okay. lower lower them down sort of thing that was hanging up in the tree, and you know, you realized you realized when the when you saw the rope at the base of the tree that that was what was hanging up in the tree, and the <laughs> other side the other side of the monkey is the logbook. So oh wow, that's so there's cool. a cache at the cache at the bottom of the tree that's filled with markers. Um, so oh, neat. yeah, so again, uh, just. Cute stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quality, cute. quality yeah. caches. Quality, cute uh, stuff. And I'm really excited. Cool. Here's my little self promotion. This fall, uh, you're going to get a good six episodes of Cash Tour Season 2. You're going to get to kind of experience, mm-hmm. experience it along with me. I love that's it. Cool. I love it. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing is you, there came a point where you're like, we're going to, we have, we got to leave. I mean, did you feel like you had you had finished it all and you were done? I mean, you've been there. You you did spend a lot of time there. Yeah, we spent two and a half days there. I mean, caching caching every day. Um, well, yeah, there was a, but, at, but at the project AP. Oh right, well, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> there was a sense good. of completion, but that, as I'm walking away, I'm thinking again. I'm thinking, did I get everything? Did I get all the pictures I wanted? Did I get all the video I wanted? Right. I, you know, there's a sense of there was a little bit of a letdown. Like I did it. And, and again, just after the whole trip as a whole, it's like, what's what next? Like what, what's greater than that in geocaching. And I know there's great things we have a big world, but there was a little bit of a letdown. Like, wow, I did it. And now what's next. <laughs> but that was, only, I know we, we're almost to an hour. That was only part one of the trip. That was oh, I know. I know we're going to get to that. But as we kind of wrap up Brazil, one of our, uh, person is in the chat room alexander he wants people to come visit brazil absolutely yeah we have a couple um, people from brazil in this chat yeah um and you know somebody mentioned before about antarctica uh that's that's it would be an interesting cache to go you know go go to the south pole yes. you know, go to the virtual there that would be amazing uh, the final continent. Yeah, yeah you know geocaching every continent 
you know, I feel, feel like Antarctica is like sort of the last frontier for geocaching. If you want to, if you want to get every continent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you, like you said, you spent uh, a couple of days in Brazil, but again, you had a whole week. So right. what was all the, what, what, what came, what, what came about after you were done in, in uh, with the Brazil and the geo tour? Yep. So uh, Intervalis Park, just so we kind of understand the geography, yeah. is about five hours south of Sao Paulo. So we rent – usually uh, Daniel would uh, take a coach bus down there because he would have a bigger group. But we rent, right. We just rented two cars. So right. after we were in Intervalis Park, we, we drove about five hours back to Sao Paulo, uh, dropped off the cars at the airport, and got into a plane to <laughs> travel to Igua, uh, Iguazu which is known for one of the most beautiful waterfalls in all of the world. Mm-hmm. I think it might be one of the widest waterfalls. They say that uh, Iguazu uh, puts uh, Niagara Falls to shame. It is so spectacular. Oh, wow. And I can't, I can't verify that because I've never been to Niagara Falls. Oh, there it is. So, <laughs> so there, there's just, I mean, that's 5% of it, guys, in that picture. Like that's incredible. 5% of the waterfall, but that is from the Argentina side. So Iguazu is uh, the city of Iguazu is where uh, Brazil, uh, Paraguay and Argentina meet. So Mm. those those three countries meet. So we stayed in a, we flew into Iguazu, stayed in a hotel on the Brazil side. And the very first thing we're doing, we're like, Oh my gosh, we're, we're like literally across the river from Paraguay. We need to get over there and, and at least find <laughs> one geocache in Paraguay. Right. Now, sadly, I found out once I was over there, at once I found the cache, there is no souvenir for Paraguay yet. What? Uh, give it to me. HQ, come on, get on that, Paraguay. But it shows up in your stats that so, you found another country. I know. So here's the thing. Uh, I, I I did something a little bit – This it wasn't scary for me. But because they said everything was going to be fine, but I was nervous because <laughs> Americans, again, are supposed to have a visa to go into Paraguay. So the really? visa is like $190. And I was like, just to, ah, just to just, visit? Or, yeah. I mean, I, right. You're not staying for three days or something. It's, no, it's just, just a there a couple hours, sure. right? However, yeah, just- Daniel and everybody else that, that has been over there uh, told me that they don't. It's you guys. It is the least secure border I've ever seen in my life. Walk across. Yeah, pretty much. Just walk across. Uh, we took we took a van over. I I I sat in the back. He needed my they needed my uh, passport, but they don't even look at him. So we had a we had a guide in a in a van that drove us over there, and we just drove through. Nobody checked anything, and da da. I'm in Paraguay as an illegal person. <laughs> But you made it. But I made it. I got in and got out. That's great. Yep. So the city in Paraguay uh, is it's just mostly a, just a shopping area because uh, there's a lot of smuggling going on. Wow. <laughs> so you know Seriously. they're smuggling electronics from Paraguay to Brazil and smuggling other things the other way. So there, wow. you, at the border, you just saw all this like stuff on the road that was taken out that people tried to smuggle over. So it's oh. it was just sort sort of like a, a commercial city. But sure enough, we found a geocache, and we experienced a geocaching event. 
So we had an event over there. Some people from oh, yeah. the Netherlands were there, showed up with our group, and there, there's actually a picture of it if Gary can find it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 uh, yeah, you, the group of people right here. I got it right here. We'll show the picture. So yeah. I didn't. And it was in the funniest location. Yeah. It was just in front of an auto auto uh, repair shop. Was where the event was. So. Did they know you were coming to this event, or is this just happenstance that you just happened to be there at that same time? Um, I, did who know that I was? Did the people that hosted the event know you were coming? Oh, the host was from our group. So if you see, oh, okay, if you see the picture right now, so this is the German group. So the man in the middle is Patrick. He's from Switzerland, and then the other four are all German. So this is the group I went along with. And so, uh, so the lady in the pink shirt on the left side, she hosted the event. So all the events that we had were hosted by people in our group. Oh, very cool. But it was fun to have some other people join us. You know, on the on the uh, events. That was actually not the picture of the event, Gary. There's another oh, picture, picture of us on the steps. Yeah. Oh, so, the step picture. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. So, so we were over there for just the morning and then we drove back to Brazil, the Brazil side. And then that day we headed to the Iguazu waterfalls on the Brazil side. Oh, wow. Yeah. Here, let me, I'll pull up the picture real fast so we can see the, sure. You talking about that one? Yep. So that's, that was the event. Sunday morning, everything was closed and we're just like, you know, and she didn't know where to host the event. She goes, Oh, that just looks like an open area. So uh, that's where we had our event in Paraguay. So we did an event in Paraguay, which was kind of fun. Hey, that works out. Now you have a, an extra icon down there too. Exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> cool. So, so as far as Iguazu goes, so back in 2006, do you guys remember the BBC's Planet Earth series? Do you remember that? Yeah. And there was a, a episode called Fresh Water. And this was the first time I've, I saw this waterfall. And I remember back in 2006 thinking, I mean, the waterfall looked like it looked like another planet, like a Star Wars planet with CGI, CGI of like a water world that could never exist on our planet. That's that's what this place is like. You're, you're looking at this place and you're, you're like, this doesn't even look real. It was unbelievably beautiful. So uh, in, the, in the park, in the park, there were several geocaches. So along the trail of walking, you're finding geocaches while you're looking on the right side, looking at this amazing natural wonder of the world. And it was almost like I had to check myself several times because I'm like, I could have like walked away from the beauty and gone to find geocache or just continue to look, look at the beauty. And so I was so torn the whole time. I was like, is it really worth it <laughs> to walk away from looking at this beauty and go find this geocache? Wow. Um, but I did, but I did. <laughs> I, I, I found the caches. But the cool thing was, is that there was a new virtual reward there. In, oh, cool. In one of the most beautiful spots um, very close to the waterfall, and it was only logged once. And it was logged by our tour guide, who was also a geocacher. <laughs> so I was really excited. I was really proud to say that I was the first American to to log this really <laughs> amazing virtual geocache. That was really exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, Joshua, uh, Antonio is in the uh, chat room. He is the owner of the Challenge Cash oh, awesome. Brazil Geo Team. Oh, Antonio, that is so awesome. I had an incredible time. And the fun thing, Antonio, is that the Challenge Cash was the the very last uh, cash we found because the challenge was to find a certain amount of types within 
within Intervalles Park or no within Brazil. And so that okay. that uh, that geo tour completely made it possible. If you complete the geo tour, you can complete the challenge of saying I logged. I think it was like seven or eight icons in Brazil. Oh, cool! Right. So that, that is that awesome. The challenge was so um, yeah, so very well done. Thank you so much for hiding that. And thanks for being here, Antonio. Um, had a great time. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So you've got, so, so Daniel's got you sort of a sense planned out to do all these different things where you've got Brazil, you've got, you know, Paraguay, you've got, you know, he did some, he had, obviously he's a, he's, that's his job is to plan out, plan out tours, but, um, yes. So, you had to pull, like you said, you had to pull yourself away to do this <laughs> cash, and then, and then again, you're like done. We get right. We got to move on to the next thing, right? That's pretty it's incredible. Sort of, sort of, but but you could spend the whole day on the Brazil side of the waterfalls, but there's also right. the next day. There's also the Argentina side. So oh same waterfall, but from a <laughs> but from a completely different angle. And so it's almost like seeing a, a different side of the Iguazu. I mean, you're you're come, it's miles of waterfalls. Oh yeah. So uh, so we got to do the Argentina side. So got an event in Argentina, uh, got several caches along the Argentina side. Now this is a national park, and unlike unlike United States, there's physical caches in this national park. Like I'm looking at a waterfall, and all of a sudden, right underneath a uh, you know a brick area, there's a physical cache. How Awesome is that? That's cool. How awesome is that? Also, Stella and Diego are in the chat room. They're the owner of the virtual cache. How cool is that? So thank you for being on with us tonight. That is so cool. Stella and Diego, that was a real highlight to be able to second to find that cache. And it was was at an amazing location. I think, Gary, I think you do have the picture of where, of the exact spot where that virtual is. Um, Yeah. They're all going to look the same, but as you, I don't know the people that are watching, just to give you a sense, a sense of what this looked like. Here's, I'm just going to show you on my phone, but take, take take a look at that. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. I mean, and it's hard to even describe that for the audio listeners. Yeah. On and on and on and on. So I would encourage, um, I would encourage your, uh, your viewers to just just do a YouTube search on Iguazu just to get a sense of how amazing this place is. Yeah, there's, that that's the Argentina side. That's not where yeah. virtual is, but there. But yeah, it gives you a great sense of, of what it was like. So um, so so I, the other thing too is is how how would you get from so um, oh boy this is a whole story a different story okay mm-hmm. let me. Um, I'll pull up the other picture, but while I'm pulling up the picture, how how do you actually get from once to the Argentina side, Brazil side to the, I mean, do you, do you drive? I mean, how do you get, how do you get between them? Yeah. So good question. So Daniel was working with a sort of uh, a tour guide that I believe Daniel converted him over to become a geocacher. Again, I realize Daniel has been here, I think five times. So at every time he goes, he's building rela- new relationships with people. So, so that's really cool. So the so the guy now, our tour guide, who has he owns the the tour guides own their own like big kind of like um, not a bus, but like the smaller the bigger vans, and yeah. 
they're, and they're licensed. There's the Brazil side. Oh, there's my little friend looking into my back. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that picture. Uh, those, That's a crazy photo. Yeah, those things are. Uh, why can't I think of what they're called right now? Uh, but they they're like little raccoons that have long noses. <laughs> anyway, sorry, you got me distracted. Yep. Anyway, I know. I'm sorry. So. So basically, he takes us in his large van. Um, we give him all our passports. He parks on the on the one side of the border, goes in, talks to the people, comes back out, drives through. So we're, we're being driven, you know, driven to these locations via our quote unquote tour, like tour guide person. Right. Uh, you right. could totally do it if you had a if you had a rental car. You could probably do it on your own. But just the convenience of of having, uh, you know, if you, if you had a group of of people to have one of these people help you through those processes and that can speak your language uh, is, is very useful. And he spoke very English, very, very well. You don't want to get all the way down there and then miss part of what you're going for. You're doing a trip like this. It's you wanted to make sure that you're getting everything you came for. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, Daniel's been here five times and he's still using, you know, a guide, you know, so, right, right. And it's not because he can't do it. It's just, there's just a convenience factor. You can get, you can get things faster. You know, they know yeah. where they're going, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. It, it, uh, this, this conversations also, they're interesting in the, in the chat room. Uh, Kelly was asking about which side do you have to get the picture in for the waterfall? My son's going in February to see, uh, see it with his school group, wondering if he'd be able to get it. So you have to, uh, from what Stella and Diego are saying, is the picture has to be taken from the Brazilian yep, side. It's, yep, it's the the virtual, the new virtual is the Brazil side. However, okay. there's also uh, there's also an I think Earth, like Earth Cash, um, Earth Cash is on the other side. So there's a lot of caches around there, but mm-hmm. that but the actual virtual, yeah, that was on the Brazil side. Okay, very cool. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, and Stella and Diego said that our guide was named Francis, and he was just a yeah. Awesome, delightful guy. If you if you're thinking about going down there as a geocacher, uh, Francis is your guy. He has a geocache in his front yard. That, <laughs> That's so, awesome. And he's the person that is hidden many of the caches in the area. There are not a ton of caches there, and they're mostly all hidden by Francis. Mm. Mostly, not completely, as we can see. Like I think maybe all the hiders are in the chat room tonight. <laughs> I know it's been fun to kind of we're kind of jumping around in the show, but I think it's kind of neat to see all the. Uh, the comments. Uh, I, I thought this is fascinating, yep. uh, Jesse. Here's a good. One. Here's right. a good one for you, Stella Diego. Ten types. Yes. At Intervalor. But you know what? It sounds like we just need to go. We just need we to go. Russia and geocache talk needs to go to Brazil. That's all there is to it. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Incredible. So ten types. Ten types in that park in Brazil. How cool. So. Oh my gosh! Incredible. So um, uh, keep going. So next, so we're that's that was spent the whole day on the Argentina side, and you literally, I I didn't want to walk away from it, you know. It, it was just like the ape cat. I did because I was like, I just need to take this in, like I just need to, you know, play the record record button in my mind because I right. will probably never see this again, right? But I did. I walked away, <laughs> and and the Francis asked. He goes, our guide. He goes, do you want to spend more time? in at the waterfall or would you be interested in trying to get a five five ftf in brazil oh and of course in brazil. And of course 
of course my German friends, I'm like, I'm like, this is enough. And I'm like, of course my German friends are like, let's do it. But we need kayaks. So of course, Francis, of course, Francis, our guide, he knows a guy. Francis hid this cash back in May. Okay. Wow. It's not August. That's, that's this one here. Yep. And there, yeah. Keep, stay on that picture for a bit. Okay. So, sure. so that right there, I believe, and the people in the chat can correct me. I think, I think that is the, I'm going to, it's Piranha River, but they pronounce piranhas different. It's like Piranha, but I think there's Piranha in that river. (laughs) Okay. That is the river that separates. So on the right side is Brazil. On the right side of the bridge is Brazil. And the left side is Argentina. And if you look at the bridge on the, on that pillar towards the Brazil side, there's, that's where the geocache is. So, no way. so we rented kayaks to two kayaks and we went down the Piranha river and to try to attempt to get, uh, get this five, five FTF in Brazil. Wow. And so gosh, so I told this story last, last week on the geocaching, um, podcast because uh, yeah. they had a, had a, um, show about extreme caching mm-hmm. right so we get there only three of us can go because that's all we have room for and we i i was a part of it we kayaked over there we got to that pillar and we looked uh we looked at the pillar and when francis hid the cache it was right at eye level well it's 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 uh it's winter and the river is considerably lower you can uh, see you can see from no. the picture you can see from the picture where the where the trees start. That's yeah. where the river was. You guys, the geocache was fourteen feet in the air on oh, the bridge. Oh no. I looked at that thing and I was like, No way. There's no way. It's too high. It's it's not happening. Immediately I thought DNF, we gave it a try. Of course, my two German friends, she's like, we're going to try it. We're going to go for it. So we're on, imagine this picture. We're on the Piranha River with Piranha in there. Right. And she's standing on a kayak while we're holding the kayak, <laughs> keeping it steady on the water. She's taking the end of her paddle and she's trying to reach this cache. Now, keep in mind, I'm thinking, okay, she's going to hit this cache and the cache is going to go, is going to fall, fall in the Piranha right. River. Right. Exactly. But she's right. trying. She's trying. It's shaking. I'm like, she's gonna fall in. The cash is gonna fall in. This is gonna be horrible. <laughs> she she works at it for about ten minutes. All of a sudden, she knocks it from its location, and it falls 14 feet right inside of our kayak. Oh my god. <laughs> we open it up and we got a first to find. I couldn't believe wow. it. Uh, you should have thought. Well, you'll get to see because we got video of, of the celebration of getting a five-five FTF in Brazil on a kayak in the Piranha River. Oh, yeah. That is pretty epic. It was. Wow. Epic. Get much more epic than that. I know it was epic, and I got I have scars on my leg to prove it because I just got eaten alive by this strange, strange uh, bug, this strange Brazilian bug, so badly that my feet started to swell when I got back. But it was totally worth it. Oh, that's absolutely worth it. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow, you did kind of stack the deck a little bit. If you're going for a five-five, you've got Germans with you. So and you kind of stack the deck, but and with and, the, and our Swiss friend too. Oh yeah, yep. Roger. Yep. Roger asked who put it back. Well, <laughs> it was it was a strong magnet, so we were able to push it back up with the. Uh, we weren't able to get it into back into the exact spot, but we pushed up as high as it, yeah it could go. But you guys, the river was so. I mean. We when I saw that guys, I was I was like, "There's no way we're gonna get this," 
But wow. my crazy German and Swiss friends proved me friends. wrong. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I'm, uh, extreme. I'm even more jealous now than I was when we started this guy. Oh, well, that was a bonus. I was not expecting that ha- to happen. That was Jeez, not on the itinerary. You know, as I looked at the Cashley map, you know, it, you know, you go, you go into town, and you're like, oh, what caches are in this city? And you just see right. that, that FTF staring at you on the Cashley app, and you're oh, thinking, no, you're like, no way. It's been sitting there since May. No way is that going to happen. And but, um, thankfully, Daniel made it possible to give us enough time to make it happen. So, hey, uh, Owen from KC's asking about. Can't wait for the video of that. When, when can people start to kind of maybe see some of those? Do you think what? Right. Can you kind of share a little bit of the timetable for your? Yeah. Cashier. If you look if you look behind me here, see that whiteboard? That's my schedule. You can't probably can't read it, but believe it or not, I have uh, a lot more videos, German videos to get through. So, so I'm gonna. I have yeah. about five more German videos to get through, and then I have going caching. So I don't know when those are gonna typically try to put videos close to the event instead of waiting um so right now it's looking like cash tour season two the first episode will probably release uh late october maybe early november so you get just like oh, any, yeah, yeah. So just like yeah. any good show you're gonna have to wait it'll it'll no wait yeah, it'll hopefully be uh be out before the first star wars movie or before the star wars movie comes out right <laughs> Yeah, you'll be, yeah, no, that's good. That's not that's not too long. To, I mean, you know, it's, it's it'll be here in no time. But yeah, yeah, but I'm um, really, I'm. I mean, this footage is just sitting on my hard drive, and I'm just, I'm so excited to share it because yeah. I don't know if there's going to be a season three of Cash Tour because I'm not sure I can top it. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah, I bet you'll uh, find a way. Yeah, well, we have faith in you, Joshua. We'll say, well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, so, um, you after uh, is that after that you kind of it's time to pack it up and head head home, huh? Yeah. So the next day we got on the plane and flew back to uh, Sao Paulo, and we had the right. our, flight, our flight left really late. So I was kind of bushed. I was kind of like, you know what, you know what, I. I think I'm done. Like I got my fill. I, I feel satisfied. But of course, my German friends were like, "Josh, Josh, there's a park that's filled with with um, puzzles, puzzles that we have solved in Sao Paulo." Now, here's the thing: the the thing that I'm no. I'm told about you know about you know oh, that no. I need to be careful as an American traveling is you know is yeah, everything's really safe as long as you know st- there's some areas in Sao Paulo that can be dangerous so in my mind as a traveler i'm thinking i don't know if i want to go downtown sao paulo right daniel, right. daniel uh, by the way yeah daniel by the way stayed in iguazu cuz he continued on to peru but he, so daniel okay. was done with us so now i i kind of felt like i'm i wasn't leading the trip but i was kind of like you know i was the one that drove the rental car so i kind of felt like yeah. okay now all of a sudden i'm the leader and i've never been to, you know i was nervous and i was right. like guys guy there's there's no you know how are we going to get down there and they're like oh we could do uber so so we took an uber <laughs> seriously yeah we took an uber uh, downtown uh, and and that evening and it was a quiet drive let me say sao paulo is huge city huge it's like i think yeah. it's second the people in the chat can tell me i think it's the second largest city in the world it is humongous. Oh, so from the air, just an airport to downtown was like almost like 
an hour and 45 minutes one way. Wow. <laughs> and that was an Uber wow. ride. <laughs> That's Uber, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Who knows what they're doing? Hopefully, yeah. So, so no, but we spent the spent the evening and day and evening caching uh, Sao Paulo. Got about thirty oh. some caches, and before oh, we, God. so, I mean, you go with the German Dude. and you you're caching. You know, just like I took that. Yeah. The, the first cash tour, like we would cash all day, and then we'd have yeah. dinner, and they're like, they're like, okay, we're in the city, let's cash some more. Like, I'm like, do you guys eat or sleep? Yeah, no. They, they eat or sleep geocaching. That's what they do. <laughs> they, yeah, you eat when you get home. We're not eating now. We got to cash. That is quite a trip. I mean, that's. It is going to be hard for you to top this. It is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And so, yeah, I don't know what's next because people, you know, people have asked me, even Daniel is like, <laughs> Daniel's trying to get a sense. Like, I was like, Daniel, I don't know how I can top this. And I was like, and he yeah. asked me what was next. And I really, you know, I really don't know. I don't know. Yeah. People in the chat room are giving their suggestions. Owen's telling you the Antarctic, uh, Antarctic cam is calling. Oh boy. I don't know. I, mean, I think for me, there's a couple, couple things. If if I'm thinking about what's next, I think I would like to get another continent. Mm-hmm. So I I think Australia and New Zealand. Oh, gotcha. Calling, I think that's calling my name. Yeah, I think that's that. It just makes sense. So it's because it's, it's either that or that or Africa or or like Europe's first or the Ireland UK area. Yeah, but I think I think what makes sense to me. So I'm just I'm just like I put I'm putting it out into the universe right now, okay? Right. I'm just just like I did with the ape cash. I'm thinking uh, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. So, but well, yeah, they're 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 so cool and um, yeah, yeah, cash tour season three I think would be incredible to uh, to to go down there. But yeah, but but you got. Yeah, like you said, you got you know next year is such a yeah, uh, such such up there thing. I mean, but planning, you got people. Yeah, yeah, it probably won't I mean, be. That's 2020. what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, right? Ryan, Ryan's right. Said twenty twenty geocache tour is probably going to build itself with events. That's probably true. <laughs> right. Or this. Oh, the great yeah, great is, Ryan so- Space Station. There you go. That's probably season. <laughs> that's probably season fifty. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and and it'll be my um, it'll be my grandchildren. My grandchildren will be <laughs> right fifty space station. <laughs> so, as we start to wrap up tonight, um, I, I want to start before we get into sort of before I would, I get to your final thoughts on the whole trip. But what what are some things before we before we do that? I know we've talked about some of them tonight, as far as you know, it can be planned. It, it can be done. It's not, you know, like you were talking about, you know, about a thousand for the, for, you know, for, as far as us, uh, you know, it, it's fairly cheap to stay there, but what are some other things that come to mind that for somebody who wants to make a trip down to her falls and to do some of those things, is there anything else that you kind of, uh, would help would uh, help people in their planning for that. Yeah, do you and think? I, I guess um, one one could uh, Cash Horizon, and this is just a little commercial for Cash Horizon, just because they made this trip all possible. Mm-hmm. Cash Horizon is more than welcome to open up 
uh, this opportunity for more than people just from Germany. I mean, his market is Germany, but I'm talking to you right now. You've talked to Daniel before. If somebody wanted to go to Cash Horizon, they certainly could do that. And all it would be would just you meet them at the airport and you go from there. It's plug and play. You don't have to worry about a thing. And honestly, like if I'm if I'm somebody that that has you know not traveled uh, you know abroad much. I would really encourage them, it, whether it's Cash Horizon or another group that has done it before, to go with them. Right. Now, if they weren't to do that, if they have, you know, they have some courage uh, as far as like, I'm going to try to do this with myself or a group of friends, which could be done. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Taz, Taz from the Geocaching Podcast, I believe he did it with with some friends from America. Um, so right. you have to think about a couple. First, airfare. Uh, then you got to figure out how to get to Sao Paulo. So rental car. Uh, you have to reserve lodging at the park, okay? And that's simply a phone call uh, for a couple of nights. Right. Um, and then and then you have to think about if you want to do Iguazu, you're going to have to think about uh, flights from Igu- from Sao Paulo to Iguazu, a hotel stay in Iguazu. And then as far as other costs, food is pretty reasonable. Uh, again, your American dollar goes pretty far with food. Right. But then also there was admission to the parks. So admission to the uh, the Brazil side of the waterfall and the Argentina okay. side. That was probably about thirty dollars per side American dollars. Right. Um, so other than that, it's pretty much. I mean, just like anything, geocaching is your tour guide. Um, I would I would hook up with Francis uh, if you need you know Francis's contact information, and he would surely pick, right. he literally picks you up at the hotel at Iguazu, takes you where you need to go. We'll, we'll stop. We'll make stops to geocaches because he's geocaching. We'll stop right. at his house, get the geocache out. Right. Yeah. So, um, so it's it with a little bit of work and a little bit of planning, um, it it could be done on your own as well. But there's something fun about going with with a group of crazy Germans too. So. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, that 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 definitely lends itself to yeah to that the, the whole trip. But so. Um, so I would estimate total cost if you if people are really curious. Yeah. Total cost, I would say I'm just I'm spitballing here. <sighs> I don't know what the flights are from uh, Sao Paulo to Iguazu. I think they're pretty affordable. I'd say two thousand dollars. You can do the whole thing, food and everything. Two thousand. Okay. For a week. For a week. Uh, that's wow. you know that sounds two thousand dollars sounds like a lot of money, but you're talking about a trip that you'll do once in a lifetime. Right. Right. You don't go there like once a year. I mean, that's a that's a huge trip. That's that's a life changing trip. That's just yeah. huge. Yeah, you'll never forget it, and you'll you'll never regret it. You know, you'll never regret regret it. If you if that's something, if that is your goal, start start saving up, make mm-hmm. it happen. Um, you know, funny thing is, I I have a little app called Acorns that literally rounds up my change. Just, just thinking about creative ways because people that's always people always say that like I don't have the money, but but sometimes it's just you, you need the creativity. So I have an app where I li- every time I swipe my card, if if my coffee is a dollar seventy five, it saves twenty five cents of it. You know, and yep. that that kind of money adds up really quick, really quick. So yeah. there's creative ways to save. If if this is a goal, a life goal of yours, there are creative ways to, I think to make it happen. Wow, that's absolutely. Uh, well, Josh, we're going to give you the final word here in a minute. Uh, Jesse, what are what are some of your final thoughts on things we talked about tonight? Well, I, you know, this was an amazing trip, and I'm, I'm sure we could talk about it for hours. And, you know, luckily you oh, have yeah. – I'm, I'm glad you took a lot of video uh, because I'll be excited to see 
you know, really the, the full experience, which, you know, us talking about it does, there's some justice to it, but not like the video that you took, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, plus the, the excitement that you'll get to convey, because it was real, right? I mean, you, you're right there on the spot and you were, we, we can, I've seen you cash in before. You get really excited. So I can imagine it, but you know, paid <laughs> cash, but. Uh, I was excited. <laughs> yeah. I was excited. The, uh, I, I think, you know, I think you said something good that it is possible. I mean, everybody has different means and different ability and stuff like that, but if this is in the realm of possibility for you, you can save up and you can do stuff like this. And I would say for the first trip that you go on, that's, you know, out of your comfort zone, reaching out to one of these companies, you know, whether it's Daniel and them or whether it's somebody else, yep. it's a good idea because I would have been that idiot. If, like if I planned that trip by myself, I'd have just jumped in that river and swam. And there's piranha in that river. I mean, there's some, there's some yep. dumb things that can happen to you out there, you know? Um, and it, Yes. Plus, you know, you don't want to get somewhere else. And let's say you did, you were on your own. You're not with that group and you did get across the border and couldn't get back. Right. You need people to know where you are. If you're yes. outside of your normal area, unless you travel a, a ton, you know, and you're putting yourself in a new situation, you know, maybe reach out to a group, maybe have some assurances there that you're going to be okay. And, but you can still do it on your own. If you, if, you know, if you got experience, but even so with that group and everything else, you can save up for these trips and you know, this may be the one and only trip you ever go on. That's like that, but it, right. it is possible to do stuff like this and you'll never, I've never regretted any of the travel I've ever been on. I'll, I'll, you know, you, you don't get, you don't get a second chance to miss, you know, to miss out on something like that. You get, you got to really, yeah, it's worth, it's worth saving up for it. Maybe skip coffee a couple times, you know, yep. and yep. It, it's worth it. But yeah, thanks for that, that that recounting of that. And I look forward to that series of videos. That's going to be really yep. good. So, oh boy, we do. Yeah. Um, my my last quick quick thought, and then Josh, I'm gonna let you say uh, last thoughts. But um, one thing is, and I agree with I agree completely with Jesse. Every trip that we've ever taken, uh, especially we, we took a trip to Scotland a while back, um, was 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 great. We went with a group, and uh, I, I think it went well because we had the whole family. You know, there's some, we have some younger kids. So, I, you know, you have to kind of factor in, is it just adults? Are you bringing kids? I mean, there can be some things you need to, to think about. One of the things, though, about that trip, though, Josh, that you took was they are geocaching, you know, the trip we took wasn't geocaching related. Therefore, right. any geocaching we were to do, we had to figure out a way to fit it in where we're not slowing everybody down because it wasn't part of it to do a trip like you're talking about and have geocachers with you. I mean, that's really the, the, those trips is to, to do them in that kind of, in that, in the nature. So anyway, go ahead and tell us your, what else you'd like, or you know, give us a, give us a final word. Right. Uh, I just want to encourage anyone that's listening to this. Um, sometimes what I get, you know, People approach me and say, Josh, uh, you're really lucky, you're fortunate, oh, I'm really jealous, and I completely get that. Um, but I just want to say, encourage anybody that's listening, you know, two years, three years, when I was watching that video in 2006 of Iguazu, dreaming someday maybe I could get there, I never thought that it would happen. And so right. I guess my encouragement to everybody that's watching is dream big. If you have a goal, whether it's a travel goal or any goal, just be 
ruthlessly uh, focused on that goal, write it on a post-it note and put it on your mirror, write it on a whiteboard and just keep it in front of you because if you dream big and if you take the steps that it takes, it's step by step, whether it's saving or, or whatever it may be, um, I think your dreams can be reality and who knows? Uh, maybe you could find yourself in Brazil because I think a lot of people approach uh, approach travel like I could never do that, uh, and and they just poo poo it right away. And I just want to encourage everybody: just dream big. You never know. You never know what could happen if you just make a goal, focus on it, and uh, you too could end up in the Piranha River. Uh, find, <laughs> find an FTF. Too. So never FTF. I never yeah. thought it would happen to me. That I would wow. be able to have the opportunity, and and uh, yes, I am I am very lucky, but um, but I but I took steps to you know uh, making a video every yeah. week every making a video every week for nine years. That was a lot of steps to get me to an op- a pl- place where I could have a, an opportunity like this happen. Everybody could do that. Anybody can do that if they set a goal. So, well, incredible, incredible. Thank you so much, Joshua. It was just neat. Uh, it's so funny when you, you went, you know, of course, you know, when you're, you come back, it's like, one well, the first thing I did when you got back, was like, all right, when, when can we have you on? When can we talk about it? So <laughs> thanks for having exciting. me on. Guys. It's no, been, absolutely. Been really excited to share. And, and for those of you that are uh, listening to this, I uh, hope you enjoyed the sneak, sneak preview. You're going to get to get to see everything I just talked about. So yeah. I'm excited to share that in November. Oh man. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. Very, very much looking forward to that. So, all right. Um, so, real quick, uh, next week, Electric Water Boy will be on with us talk about puzzles. I'm, I'm, I'm labeling uh, Tom Brotherman the puzzler. The puzzler. So, we're going to go through and talk about um, some tools. Uh, some of Electric Water Boy's, uh, he does a, a thing in FTF Magazine every month. Uh, go back and read all the, 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 uh, old uh, uh, stories that he's told and, you know, go get you some old FTF magazines, definitely, and go read and uh, uh, check out what he's he's been able to, uh, to share over the years about, uh, about puzzles. So it's going to be fun having him on. In two weeks, we're going to do a Project GC show uh, with Super Nate, and we're going to kind of get into some advanced stuff. So Looking forward really to that. Uh, we really don't a lot of a lot of times you don't get to see uh, advanced type material about an app, and Project GC is one that uh, we really want to spend a little extra time on and do uh, kind of an advanced show. So we're looking forward mm-hmm. to talking about. We'll talk about lots of things that night, but uh, that's kind of the the plan for that. And then in, in three weeks, we're going to kind of talk about what is the latest. Uh, 3D printing has been out now for a little while, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have Anteus on with us, and also C. C. Nelson's going to be on. Uh, we're going to talk about you know, where are we at now that we've had it's been out for a while. People have made, you know, people have bought them or they've they've seen them. You know, how are they holding up? How are you know how are these uh, uh, 3D printed? You know, what w- what are we looking at now? that it's been out for a while. What's the latest? And those two guys are going to help us really talk through uh, and get to that, um, you know, get some of the great information about 3d printing that we may not have heard about 
and because uh, you you kind of get the basics. We want to get past. That's kind of like Jesse tells uh, all the time. You know, that's one of the things about geocache talk. We talk about a lot of things, but when we can, we get past the basics. We want to get a little further down the road on that. So, right, right, Jesse. Yeah, you know, there's lots of sources of information out there, but not everybody gets a chance to get into the really advanced stuff. So we like to fill that that void a little bit. Absolutely. All right, let's do our outro video. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight, as well as our new format. Please email us your comment at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching. Just like that. Go geocaching. All right. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night.